do you feel like you're awesome at making time to get out and move, whether it's walking, going for a jog, going to the gym, hitting the workout class, you can make time for that. But then you get home and you start going through the chaos of the day between work and school and kids, the dogs, all of it. And before you know it, it's like two o'clock and you haven't eaten (laughs) or you realize that you are starving. And by the time you realize you're hungry, you look around and you don't have anything readily available. So you're just grabbing food last minute. I think this is one of the biggest struggles that we as women juggling all the things come up against, and that's balancing both the fitness aspect of our health with the nutrition piece. And so today what I want to talk about is the five things that we really need to get in order before we start working out. And I think the best part about these is that they are super easy. They are things that maybe, maybe will take 20 minutes on your Sunday to do a little prep work. There has to be some pre-thought that goes into it. But once we put that system in place, you can actually do all five of these things on autopilot. And here is what it's going to get you. Not only will it get you so much more out of your workout, but you are actually going to feel energized from the workout. And at the end of the day, I know that's what we're all after is more energy so we can manage all of the things. And without this nutrition piece, without these five things, that workout is draining you, sister. So you guys ready? We are going to hammer out these five things for you to do, taking less than 20 minutes on a Sunday to get more out of your workout and actually boost your energy from it. Let's do this. Hey, I am Jess and I'm obsessed with all things nutrition, science, and helping you navigate this information while maintaining a deep sense of peace and empowerment in your body. I'm a registered dietitian who started out with an eating disorder and then fell in love with learning about how God intricately designed our bodies to be resilient and so much more than superficially beautiful. I am now a mama who loves to be healthy, not because of how it makes me look, but because of how it has transformed the energy I can give to my family, my friends, and you. On this show, we hit on real talk around the latest nutrition science and body image resiliency, all while balancing it between grit and grace. Think of this as your weekly audio coffee to encourage your empowered eating journey. This is the Fuel Her Awesome podcast. At the heart of the Fuel Her Awesome show is empowering you to set down confusion about nutrition and push aside that tiny nagging voice that tells you you are anything but awesome. I love to do this by teaching empowered eating. The empowered eating method includes orienting your goals based on your values, understanding your body's biofeedback instead of relying on the scale while learning about nutrition science. This podcast scratches on the surface of empowered eating, and if you're looking for more, you can snag a spot in my free workshop, How to Eat Intuitively and Hit Your Goals. You can also find all of my favorite supplements, how to work with me one-on-one, and so much more. All of this can be found over at JessBrownRD.com. All right, let's dive into the good stuff on today's show. So last week, I gave a talk to a soccer team, and we talked about just optimizing your performance through nutrition, something that I think none of us have the pleasure of like getting that education in school, (laughs) yet we're all expected to know what to do. But because we don't get the education, what happens is we just don't really do a lot. So I asked this group of women, I was like, how many of you guys eat a pre-workout snack? And like maybe a third of the girls raised their hands. 
And then I asked, you know, how many of you are eating a solid breakfast? I would say less than half raised their hands. And I was kind of, you know, the dietitian in me was like, oh, we got to get this fixed. But then I remembered before I had, you know, before my career was food, when I was just focused on living my life and juggling all the things, I was the same. Like I didn't do those things naturally. So my goal today is to give you guys these five things that really need to be in order before you start working out. Because if we don't have these things in place, what happens is your workout actually hurts you more than it helps you. So what I mean by that is that when we exercise, anytime you push your body, and remember it's relative. So if you are not exercising at all, if you're not moving at all, if you are living a very sedentary life, walking to you is pushing your body. If you are walking and all of a sudden you decide to throw in some jogs in there, I don't care how long they are, that is pushing your body past the capacity that it is used to. So anytime we push our body past our own capacity, What we're doing is we're putting our body in this catabolic response. Now, a catabolic response is breaking, essentially our body's breaking itself down. And so when we're going and we're maybe doing the jog or maybe we're starting to lift a little bit heavier, your muscles are breaking down. Now, that's really, really awesome if, if we have the tools after the workout to help repair it. If we don't actually give our body nutrition after any type of movement that pushes our body, all we're doing is putting our body in that catabolic state to where it's breaking itself down. So we're never actually seeing ourselves get any stronger. We're not seeing ourselves get any healthier. Those metabolic adaptations that come from exercise, they don't happen while we exercise. They actually happen after the workout when we've given our body the tools to repair and rejuvenate. Now, the other thing that happens is when we push our body past its comfortable capacity, we are compromised. And one of the things that is compromised is our immune system. So I always have the story, like I'm a big hiker and one day I decided to hike. We have this really cool trail here in Albuquerque that goes right up the front of our mountain on the east side of our city. It's a beautiful hike, but it is a gnarly hike. And I was feeling ambitious. This was like years ago. (laughs) I think it was before I had kids. I haven't done it actually now that I think about it. I don't think I've done this hike since I had kids. See, we get get busy. (laughs) So anyways, I do this hike and I remember I was feeling like really excited about it. But I was also in the middle of working two jobs and going to school. So I get up early on a Saturday. I go do this hike with my friend. We, you know, we take some snacks. It's really great. But then I come back and I immediately like had to go on to the next thing. So I had just a very like typical breakfast. I did not repair and refuel the amount of energy I expended on that hike. I do remember feeling absolutely exhausted by the end of the day and went to bed, woke up the next morning, one starving and two super, super sick. And I'm someone that has a really strong immune system. So, of course, I'm like so offended. I'm like, oh, why did I get sick? <laughs> but I've, I've been humbled since I've had kids. The little Petri dishes bring home all sorts of stuff. So I whistle a different tune now. But at that point in my life, I was like, why Why am I sick? You know, I, I work out. I take care of myself. It's, I was frustrated. I was mad. But when I look back, what happened is I had pushed my body far, far beyond its comfortable capacity. And I did not couple that with 
replenishment through nutrition. And so my body was in that catabolic response. My immune system was more susceptible to taking in bacteria, and I got super sick. I mean, that one knocked me out for almost a week. Now, who's to say? I mean, I could have still gotten sick, but I don't think I would have gotten as sick if I had taken the time to repair my body. So those are the two things that happen when we work out. We have an immunosuppressive effect, and that typically lasts about 24 hours. And then we have this catabolic response that comes with uh, working out. So here are the five things we need to do to ensure that that's not happening, that we're actually giving our body the tools to not only counteract those two effects from exercise, but rebuild, repair, and become stronger, have more energy from the workout. Number one is have a pre-workout snack. I don't care if you're working out at five in the morning or five in the afternoon. We cannot go into the workout without glucose in our bloodstream. And if you're a morning worker outer, I have officially made that a word in my in Jessica's dictionary. <laughs> if you're a morning worker outer, yes, I know you're not hungry in the morning. I'm not either. I work out super early and our body's just not generating those cues at that time. However, When we wake up in the morning, there is a natural surge in our cortisol levels. This peak in our cortisol levels puts our body in this kind of like hyperactive, inflamed state. And the one thing, the one thing that's going to bring it down is glucose. Glucose tells our body, hey, we're okay. We have what we need. You can go ahead and drop some of the cortisol. Now, if I go into the workout with that elevated cortisol, and now I'm pushing my body even harder, that cortisol is just going to go up higher. And now that stress hormone is going to impact how I metabolize food the rest of the day. The other thing it does is it limits my workout because I'm not actually working out with fuel. I'm operating off adrenaline from that cortisol. So having a pre-workout is absolutely essential And when you decide what you want, I mean, everybody's a little bit different in terms of like what they can handle in the mornings. I am a major, major fan of two to three dates. Well, three to six, kind of depending on what type of workout you're doing. My runners, I recommend six of these. For my um, gym goers and CrossFitters and walkers, I recommend two to three. So you literally take a date, you slice it down the middle, put some peanut butter in it, and a couple chocolate chips. Absolutely delicious. Small enough that I can eat them very quickly. It doesn't make me feel like I've eaten anything. I'm not going to the gym feeling sick, but I am going to the gym with some glucose on board and less cortisol. Now, here's the thing about those little dates. I'm not making those every morning at, you know, 4:30 a.m. No, I take about 10 minutes on a Sunday and I prep an entire container of these guys keep them in the fridge and they're there for me for about two to three weeks depending on how many I set up that is going to be so crucial is having those quick grab options ready to go so whether you are working out at 5 a.m or 5 p.m they are there ready to just grab and go I have a whole list of my favorite pre-workout snacks inside the Empowered Eating Method. So if y'all are in there, make sure you go to the fuel planning module and download that list because that can help get you started and get your brain thinking, okay, what can I try? What can I add to my pantry to have readily available? 
Okay, that's number one. Number two, having a post-workout snack immediately. I'm a huge fan of having this right as we finish the gym. Now, the research does show we have about like a two to six hour window to meet our nutritional needs, but I am an advocate for having it right away, and here's why. When we have that post-workout snack right away, we are less likely to skip it, and it's also less likely to take away from the next meal that we're having. Oftentimes, I have athletes who, and when I say the word athlete, sister, if you are moving your body on purpose, you're an athlete. (laughs) I'm not just talking about, you know, we put athletes, I think, on a pedestal, but if you're moving, you are an athlete. Most of my athletes, and that includes you, who do not have this post-workout ready to go when they walk back in the door, they skip it or they don't get enough at their next meal. So having that post-workout, knowing what you need and having it ready to go is absolutely crucial in making sure we give your body the tools so we don't have that immunosuppressive effect and we counteract the catabolic response. Now, when it comes to what to eat post-workout, this is highly individualized. This is something that I map out when we're working through a fuel plan, and I really like to customize it to your needs. But in general, we need at least 20 grams of protein here and then double that in carbohydrate. All right, that's number two. Number three is having consistent protein intake. Your protein intake, I talk about this all the time. You know this. I'm a protein princess. I love me some protein. Hitting your protein goal consistently throughout the day, what it does is it provides like a continual water drip of amino acids, which are broken down proteins, to your blood supply. When we have that continual drip of amino acids, it's giving our body the tools it needs to keep up with the muscle turnover process that just naturally happens throughout the day. Doing this allows our muscles to, one, maintain themselves and to actually grow a bit stronger even as we age. Once we get to like 30s and beyond, our body's protein breakdown process just starts to happen at amplified rates. And so this is something that I do believe strongly in. And that is being intentional with our protein, making sure we can care for our muscles and not because, I mean, yes, I love feeling strong and I love like the feeling I get when I just, you know, feel like, oh, I got some muscle here. (laughs) It's a great feeling, but there's also some health motivators behind that. And that is keeping our bones strong. The stronger our muscles are, the stronger our bones are. And as a female, We are more at risk for osteoporosis, and I don't want any of us struggling with that later in life. Or maybe maybe you're someone that already struggles a bit with it. I definitely have those clients that unfortunately are starting to develop osteopenia, which is like weakening of the bones in their 30s. And hey, if that's you, I just want you to know, one, you're not alone. There are a lot of individuals in that boat, but doing this can help prevent that osteopenia turning into full-on osteoporosis at an early age. So that consistent protein intake is super, super important. When I write my fuel plans, you'll see like I have at least, at least like five intentional protein doses for almost every single person I work with because that means then we're eating about five times a day. We're spacing those protein doses out throughout the day and our muscles are happy, happy, happy to have that continual drip 
of the tools they need to repair and rebuild. Okay, so the first three are pretty tactical. We need a pre-workout, we need a post-workout, and consistent protein intake. And this is really what's going to take about 20 minutes of your time at the beginning of the week and thinking about how we might put specific food items in place in our pantry, in our gym bag, in our car, in our office, wherever we need them so that we can check these three boxes. If you are here and you're like, okay, Jess, whoa, 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 you went through that super fast and I really need some help on figuring out exactly what those three need to be, snag a one-hour session with me. I'd love to power through that with you. We can come up with some really crafty options based on your preferences and your capacity and your resources together. That is, I love to jam out on that and we can get that done easily in an hour. So those are the first three. The second two are more of the mental shift. And these things, again, have to happen before we start working out. Otherwise, we're going to perpetuate some of the, the old diet culture mentality around exercise. So number four is have fun. Having fun while we move, I believe, is incredibly crucial when it comes to working out. If you are getting in the gym because you are strictly trying to like burn calories or change your body or weight loss is the primary driver, it's not going to last or it's going to further like embed some of that negative narrative you have in your head. The research actually shows this. When we're exercising for weight control, we tend to have more of a disordered eating approach to our food. My disordered relationship with food really stole my love for movement for a long time. It became more about like burning a certain amount of calories or I was like focused on I have to run a certain distance for my workout to like quote count I forgot to have fun so here's where like inter CrossFit completely changed my life and I know CrossFit's not for everyone you might be like that's way too intense for me I used to think that too (laughs) but here's what CrossFit did do for me and I want you to think of how can I find this in the movement that I am doing because it really helped me return to the fun side of movement. Number one, there are no mirrors in my CrossFit gym. There are no mirrors. And this means that every movement I do, I have to be in my body, feel my body, see what it, you know, how my body might maneuver this situation, how might I change my my posture. All of that has to happen from like an internal feeling as opposed to looking at myself in the mirror. It also removed the temptation to look at my body and criticize my body and like see my silhouette. It just completely took it away. The other thing it did is it moved my attention off calories. If you look at any CrossFit workout at face value and you try to measure your calorie output, it's it's just discouraging. I mean, I did one this morning. It was a six-minute workout. It was kettlebell swings and burpees, which were incredibly, incredibly challenging to do back-to-back. And I I put my watch on just for funsies because I knew I was going to record this episode. And I said I only burned 64 calories in the workout. And I'm going to tell you, I laid on the floor for like five minutes after this workout because I was so exhausted. And old Jess would have seen that 64 calories and gone, dang it, that sucked. Like, it felt like it was so much harder. But new Jess knows that that's not why I'm there. Like, I'm there to have fun, push my body, feel like how much I can push my body. And I'm going to appreciate that. No amount of calories is going to try to quantify that. 
So doing things like Zumba, rock climbing, hiking, anything that gets you away from mirrors and calories can help open up the door for you to return to movement as something fun. So you have got to make it fun, sister. The fifth and final shift that we have to have in place before we start working out is really wrapping our mind around the difference between rigidity and discipline. I am a huge advocate for specifying the difference between these two because I think it's really healing as we work to heal our relationship with exercise. Now, discipline is something that I think is incredibly powerful. Discipline is committing to the movement. Like I am going to get up in the morning and move my body even though I'm tired, even though it really sucks to get out of bed (laughs) that early when it's dark. I'm going to do it for this greater purpose of serving who I want to be and the values that I have. It's setting your alarm early to push past your comfort zone, to do something that feels uncomfortable. It might be going to a new gym. It might be trying a new movement. It involves delaying instant gratification by doing the harder thing in faith that you will feel better later. This is discipline. This is something that I am so here for. And I believe when we implement discipline, it really gives us freedom later on because we do finally feel, you know, we feel better. We feel healthier. We feel proud of how we are taking care of ourselves. Rigidity, on the other hand, is very, very different. Rigidity is rooted in disordered psychopathology. Rigidity is making yourself work out even when you're sick, when you are too, too tired, when you feel like you should have a recovery day, but you're forcing yourself to go. Rigidity is pushing yourself so hard in the workout and it's still not being enough. Like you're mad at yourself. Discipline means you just get out of the bed in in the morning and you do it. Like discipline implements the practices, but then understands that no matter what, when you show up, that is a win. That is a success. Rigidity really doesn't allow for that. I say rigidity operates with the currency of shame where discipline operates with a focus on curiosity and a goal of growth. So really different mindsets here. Rigidity is rooted in like insecurity, comparison. Maybe it's comparison to who you used to be before kids or the added responsibility. Rigidity gets stuck there where discipline really is looking at like this desire to be better than just yesterday. Like I am going to grow every day based on the capacity that I have because I'm serving a purpose bigger than myself. I'm serving my value system. I'm serving my family. Rigidity does not allow room for error where discipline has this posture of learning every step. There's a huge, huge difference there. Way I see it, we got to work hard. We got to focus. We will not meet our expectations sometimes, but that's okay. When we implement discipline, we expect that not every day is going to be perfect. And that gives us the stamina to get up and try it again. You with me? You guys ready to drop some of that rigidity? It's so freeing. I remember when I made this transition, there was a week I went to the gym and I like just, you know, I was so tired, but I was like, I'm going to go anyways because I know I feel better. So I went And I started working out and I didn't show up to the same capacity I did the week before. But I was like, you know what, Jess, I'm proud of you for being here. I'm proud of you for getting out of bed anyways. And you may not be pushing it as hard as you did last week, but you're still here and you're doing the best you can given today. I'm proud of you. 
That's discipline. Rigidity would have been like, I can't believe you're still stuck at this weight. I can't believe you're still doing like the same distance or the same speed. No, discipline is like committing, doing, and then having the grace to recognize like, hey, I, I made it. I showed up. And the girl who showed up deserves to be here. Okay, so let's cover these five. Let's recap them one more time for you. So the five things to do before you start working out is one, get a pre-workout in order. Figure out what is easy, what is okay with your gut, and let's get that prepped and in your kitchen or pantry so that you can grab it and go no matter what time you're working out. Number two, have a post-workout ready for you to have within 30 minutes of completing your workout. Number three, consistent protein intake throughout the day. Those are the tactical ones. And then the last two, find some movement that's fun. Get away from mirrors. Get away from calories. Let's get back to that childlike fun when it comes to movement. And number five, check your rigidity at the door. Check the ego. Check the expectations. Girl, that's going to make room for discipline. And in the long run, that discipline is going to get you the changes and hitting the goals that you guys are after anyways. All right. I hope that you guys find at least 20 minutes on Sunday to do those first three and then the permission to start exploring to make the latter two happen, the fun and the discipline piece. If you need any help with those, I love talking about this inside the Empowered Eating Method. Right now we are doing monthly live group coaching calls and it's super fun. We get in there and we can actually talk about this stuff, hold each other accountable, break down some of the nuances and the personal experiences. I'm just loving getting to know the girls inside the the program. So if you're interested in that, you can find out more at JessBrownRD.com under courses. Or if you're just like, I don't know, I want to know more about the Empowered Eating Method, go check out my free workshop, JessBrownRD.com. Right at the top, you guys can find the free Empowered Eating Workshop. I will see you back here next Monday. And actually, when I meet you back here next Monday, my hope is that if you're working out, You found some time on Sunday to do at least the first three for these guys. The first three, which is that pre-post workout snack and protein, and that you start exploring fun and a little bit of discipline. Hope you have a beautiful day, my friend. Until next time, cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. To learn more on how you can become an empowered eater, snag my free workshop, how to eat intuitively and hit your goals without obsessing over food at JessBrownRD.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.